0: Merry Christmas and welcome to this special bonus episode we've decided to drop in time for the Yuletide season, where we're finally releasing the fabled unaired pilot of the Heritage Film Club, Bad Audio and All, uh, where we discuss The Wolf of Wall Street. So this is going all the way back to mid-2020, pre-pandemic times, uh, Brian, did you have any thoughts or memories of when we started this little podcast?
1: I remember coming into it full of hope. (laughs) And by about my first line in this, you'll be able to take a guess as to whether or not I had any hope afterwards. This is either my finest moment or my low point.
2: Oh, you had no hope.
1: (laughs) I've always been hopeless.
2: No, no, no. You had no hope for this movie from the get go, you've made it oh, very, I much, had, very I had lots much of hope for the podcast. Throughout the last two years, mate. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Now people who've been following us the entire way will understand what all of this was about. And then you can decide whether I've been victimized or <laughs> I'm a hero. And I you know, I don't want to overstate it. Yeah,
0: I don't think it's any spoiler. We've mentioned your thoughts on this multiple yes. times on multiple episodes, but <laughs> this is only one of two movies, I believe, that you've Thoroughly
1: disliked. Maybe three. Three. Yeah. Who picked those? Anyway, moving
0: on. Oh, Clayton, did you have any uh, memories or thoughts?
2: Yeah. If you like drug snorting, stripper banging, midget
1: tossing, this is a movie for you. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about the movie. So... I thought you were elsewhere. That's just a typical Clayton Friday night, I think. <laughs> All right. So should we uh,
0: should we roll the, the episode? It's slightly different format than you might be used to if you've jumped in more recently to our show. Uh, just letting it roll as it was. So no fancy trailer or sound effects or audio clips, just three dudes chatting about Wolf of Wall Street.
2: Yes, the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Let's get this over with
2: uh-huh. 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 Welcome to the club, man You're injured. I'm injured. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? What we've got here is Failure to communicate I love my life this is
0: the worst day of my life. The worst day of your life so far.
2: He's looking at you, kid. There's no crying in baseball! I'm gonna make him an off can with you. Strange things
1: are afoot at the Circle K. To infinity and beyond! Some. Maybe
0: some nudity no no nudity all right right i'm out but hey we're actually feel free to have nudity because we're all filming uh recording in our own um <laughs> in our own places so it's all good mm-hmm. nobody needs to know it's just an audio call no video i should have closed the curtains <laughs> yeah meanwhile clayton's like um i'll be nude the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa, right. What a, close.
2: What a
1: close. the nude heritage film club
0: yeah, welcome. and with that, welcome to the first podcast. Um, so do we want to do some quick intros, I guess? So, I don't know, just say your name or something.
1: No? Cool. What's your name? <laughs> My name? Oh, I start us sure off. Again.
0: I think it was a good leading with the nudity stuff, but now we've sort of gone off track before we could even start. Um, do you want right. me to
1: talk? Do you want me to talk about nudity for you again? Clayton, <laughs> Clayton, on a scale of one to yeah. ten, how naked are you right now?
2: Uh, hold on. What, what's the highest 11. and what's the lowest?
1: One, one <laughs> is, one is. I'm, um, you know, you can barely see my eyes. Um, to ten. If you're any more naked, I'd be inside out. That's mm. your scale.
2: I'll just run with. I can see my feet and leave it like that. <laughs> well, believe
0: it or not, this is a movie podcast. So we will get there but
2: <laughs> this was
0: i'm um, <laughs> nonetheless um so uh i'm mike
1: i'm brian
2: i'm clayton
0: there you go so i think um like we've discussed between ourselves we'll try not to really edit because we're just not that technically savvy <laughs> we're just going to record a chat and then um pretty much just put it up right so yeah um and I think our idea was that each week one of us will pick a movie that the three of us have to watch um then we'll just come back and talk about it so not unlike a book club I guess um yeah but more fun because it's movies and and a lot of dead air (laughs) <laughs> That's good too. Um,
1: I'm gathering right. my thoughts. Good, good thought. Mm. Because
0: I, um, I actually watched the movie uh, almost two weeks ago now. So I took notes during it because I knew there'd be things I wanted to talk about that I'd forget. I
2: um, do oh, no, We had to. We had to do notes.
0: No, no, I did because it was two weeks oh. ago and there was stuff to okay. talk about that I thought I'd forget if I didn't write it down. Um, how long ago did you watch it? Clayton. Uh, I
2: watched it last weekend. Oh yeah. And Brian.
1: Yeah. Just before that. So probably about seven, eight days ago.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. So I didn't do the homework either.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. There's no homework. I just did (laughs) this because I'm forgetful. Um,
1: but my book report.
0: Yeah. Who's, um, I'd be getting a, a F because my spelling is just, um, atrocious. Um, has everyone seen it before this
1: year? No, I had not seen it before. What, this
2: was your first time seeing it?
1: Yep.
2: Oh, so that's a no from Clayton, then you've seen it before? Well, yeah, because I had watched it previously, mm-hmm. and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and that's why I nominated this movie, because I was like, well, that, I enjoyed it, and also just the amount of swearing I had in it. Yep. Did you enjoy the swearing, Brian?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I I read
0: something like um, if you include all the swearing in this had well over six hundred swears in it. Wow. Um, but I think um with I'm just finding it with um the f bomb alone and all the ways you can use it, five hundred and sixty-nine. So that was a record for a mainstream movie. It was the highest um, use of the F word in a mainstream movie. Um, can, can, can we just say the F word? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, we can. Probably not five hundred and sixty-nine times. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, but um,
1: make for an interesting podcast. It would. <laughs> and go. Uh,
0: Show? Oh no, that sounds like a porno. Right, won't be that. Um that'd be called the F-bomb, surely. Um but that, that does have an interesting fact attached to it because um Martin Scorsese um directed this obviously. And when he directed Goodfellas, that was that actually held the record at the time for the most F bombs with three hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, until Minister Society beat it with three hundred and five, um, so this movie blew that out of the water and got a crown back. If that's a crown you want, I guess.
1: So um, the record was three hundred and five, and now was, it's this. now it's
0: five hundred and sixty nine. It's been beaten now by by two documentaries, and eh, and by another mainstream movie, apparently. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but um, but hey, five hundred and sixty nine is a good effort. So. What's um, that divided by three hours?
1: About three and a, well, three and a third per minute. Yeah, or something like yeah. that.
0: I think. Yeah. yeah, I think it was something like that. So, yeah, ridiculous. But hey, it all fits into the movie. It's not like it. Well, for me anyway, it wasn't blaringly obvious, but um, I don't know it's just yeah. Any other thoughts on the on the F word, <laughs> or do we just uh, move forward? with discussing the rest of the movie. (laughs)
2: Discuss (laughs) the rest of the
1: movie. All right. The only interesting fact that I can think of to drop in there for me is that it wasn't until the credits rolled at the end that I realised it was a Martin Scorsese movie. I hadn't looked it up at all. I hadn't hadn't thought, I know, I remember hearing about it when it first came out, I was at the movies and all of that, but I didn't know anything about it apart from the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio was in it.
0: Actually, that's a good point. Does it have opening credits? because that would have come up but now that I think about it because it opens with the um, Stratton Oakmont ad
1: yeah with
0: the lion yeah actually yeah. I didn't know that
1: but and his name rolled up at the end and I went yeah I was surprised
0: yeah it's very un Martin Scorsese I guess mm. yeah um, yeah but still good choice he pulled off a good movie well, I think it's a good movie Um, well, what were your reactions to the movie in general? Um, did you like it or not like it?
1: Me?
2: Yeah.
1: I kind of feel like I unlocked an achievement or a trophy because I can finally say that I watched a movie from beginning to end and hated every minute of it. Really? What? Wow. Absolutely. Wow. I really, really dislike this movie.
0: Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh. That's well, all right. I mean, that's why we're here to discuss it. But,
1: um, And I knew it would what, be a different what? point of view and that's that's yeah. probably not a bad thing.
2: I'm no. sorry, I have left the podcast.
1: <laughs> that's the only reason I said it. You're
0: out, Clayton. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get this down to two people. Um,
1: <laughs> wow, you voted off the podcast island.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we outnumber Brian because I like it and you clearly like it. You do. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cool. yeah. So, uh, Good luck with the next movie, guys. And um, yeah. all the best with the podcast.
0: Yeah. Hey, man, we what? need different points interview. That's the point, right? So.
2: <laughs> How come we didn't like it? Yeah.
1: Right through through the whole thing, I couldn't find a single character that I actually gave a damn about at all. Uh, Did not care true. What, what happened to any of them. Um, and even the, the swearing... You know, you're saying, Mike. I'm not sure that it really stood out. It completely stood out to me. It took right. it t- it took took a lot away from just being able to get into it because it was like, oh, this again. Right. Um. Mm. And in character, and I get that, but it was it was really kind of jarring for me. Um. Not something I would normally have have a problem with, you know. We've mm. spoken before. Um. Mm. Yeah. It was just I, I did it, and even just the whole. Nothing in it grabbed me, and none of the characters were interesting enough to me to care what happened to them at all.
2: Yeah.
1: And so I really struggled to get into it. And it was just kind of three hours of movie that passed waiting to see if he got what was coming to him. Which he really did. And really didn't. And I got to the end of it and went, yeah, I really wanted something else at the end of that. Yeah. And then Martin Scorsese's name popped up and I was, well, surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that in a nutshell is how it grabbed me or, didn't grab me.
0: Yeah. Couldn't connect. That's actually a good point because there is no redeeming character in the movie. There's no real redemption arc for um, any of the main characters, I guess. Um, no, no. And the funny thing was, I watched The Founder, which is the um, based on the story of the guy who stole McDonald's from... Yeah right yeah and i got to the end of that and i thought wow they they spent that whole movie and uh got to the end there was no redemption arc for him and i thought wow i've never seen that in a movie but i have because this
1: (laughs) this wolf of all street yeah
0: um, exactly yeah i found that bizarre but i actually didn't think about that at all when i watched this movie but it it totally stood out when i watched the Founder. But so that's um that's interesting.
1: I wonder, and I hadn't thought about it at the time that I was watching it or thinking about it afterwards, but even now I wonder if it's because or partly because um even the people that he effectively steals the money from mm. they're only ever on the phone. All you get is a voice. Oh, yeah. I think you right. know, and there isn't really anybody who no, like but, even, um, even when like when his wife um, you know, he's he's cheating on his wife and they have that big scene in front of the hotel. You know, yeah. and even then, she's been in a couple of scenes, and I'm going, I should kind of feel sympathetic towards you, but I don't.
0: Yeah, she was underused, Hicks. She was. Yeah, com- completely.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it just became, it was like, okay, she's here to kind of set this up, and then off she went, and then we got Margot Robbie.
0: But then I wonder because, um, obviously, the amount of excess and and everything, which is the point of this movie, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, there was maybe they didn't want us to get attached to a character because then it would give us a negative view in a different way of Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Like obviously we have a sort of negative view, but we're going along Mm. for the ride. Whereas if we were attached to her and then they had the breakup scene and we're like, Oh, you're a dick. Yeah. And you've
1: got two more hours of him being a dick. Yeah. But like that. Yeah.
0: So this way it sort of didn't give us that and we could sort of keep going along for what was supposed to be some sort of fun ride in a way, if yeah. you don't think too much about who it's hurting, I guess.
1: Yeah, maybe I guess so. I did wonder in various parts whether I was supposed to be looking at it kind of as parody, you know, whether everything sort of cracked up to 12.
2: Yeah, well, that's
1: the funny. The excess and, and the language and all of that kind of thing, just for the point of just for it to be completely absurd um, mm. and then he's, he's, they're almost like a figure of fun, you know,
0: Yeah. apart yeah. from
1: Jonah Hill, whose character I wanted to punch in the face the entire time. And I get that a lot with Jonah Hill. Really.
0: Well, this one was even worse because the fake oh. teeth were terrible. Oh, first of all. Um, uh. and speaking of punching him in the face, when, <laughs> when John Bernthal is in that scene, um, the punisher, mm-hmm. um, and punches him in the face.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that was actually real. He actually punched him in the
1: face. Really? Yeah. Like, for oh. broke, the, broke the dentures, the, the fake teeth. I might have found and, something I like in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently Martin's... Which i known at the time.
0: Filming, he kept filming in real time to show his face swelling up. So oh. um, so that was... There you go. Someone did it for you.
1: <laughs> um, now I'm a John Bernthal fan.
0: Yeah, well... Yeah, he was a good punisher. So,
1: he was. He's great in Ford versus Ferrari, by the way. If you haven't seen oh, that, but hey, digress.
0: Because I haven't seen that yet, so maybe we can talk about that movie on another podcast. <laughs> right. Because because I actually that is on my list to watch. I just haven't got around to it. Well, um. yeah. So that
1: that's uh, kind of my review. Then that's the, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay that out there and rebuttal.
0: No, no, that's all good. That's. Perfect. Well, Clayton, what do you like about it? Well, that's
2: going to be obvious. <laughs> but- no, well, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed watching it the first time. This time watching it, I found myself doing two things. One, wanting to in- intake and a hell of a lot of drugs. And two, it was trying to decipher, like, because it's based on a book. It's based on his memoirs, yeah? Yes. So I'm trying to understand, like, how much of this is like legit, true? Yeah, you know, how much is it slightly true, and how much is it just complete bullshit because we're trying to make a movie? Yeah, like I don't know if you can legitimately hire midgets to pick up and throw at something. Not now. No, but like even in the <laughs> '90s, like, but <laughs> like, but, it's like a new serious, yeah, but like serious question, you know, like, like. I don't know, is it just how the other half live when you've got millions of dollars, you can do whatever well, you want, but like, yeah is it completely like that or no? well um, when we were watching, I was
0: watching it with my wife and when we were watching it um, it seems we had the same thought at the same time, because I was sitting there thinking the same thing, like is this really, was it this excessive, or is this just to make the movie better mm-hmm. and suddenly she turns around and she was obviously on her phone during the movie Googling and she said apparently it was even more excessive than what was toned yeah,
1: down for the movie.
0: It was tuned, toned down for the movie. Wow. Um, one thing I did read online was that Jordan Balfour, uh, he, his only problem with it was not all these things they depicted. Um, but it was that they never depicted them doing actual work. And he said, of course Uh we actually had to do real work because otherwise we would have been, um, shut down far earlier. Um, so where the movie made it look like a constant nonstop party. Mm -hmm. He said it wasn't necessarily the case, but all the stuff, all the excessive stuff that happens, um, was yeah. Underscored from reality. Yeah. Um, but I That's don't know specifically like the the little person thing and like specifics. I don't know what was real and what wasn't because I didn't mm. go that far into it. But in general, the tone of it was played down.
2: Because it's like pretty, like it, like pretty excessive, like night and day in relation to say an average Joe working the nine to five, and like even with the hey, I wish I could have a million dollars what you would potentially do in comparison to what you saw in that movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, no, each did their own, guess.
1: You, you have but, to wonder how you'd get any work done if that's how you lived your life. Exactly. You know, how, how much of it would you be aware of? You'd figure that you'd have to be, I don't know, in another dimension for a lot of the time, probably then, working on like, autopilot or something like that. I don't know then, how you do it.
2: And then you have your group of, say, the, the, five, the five main guys, mm-hmm. right? Yep. One of them's coming down, but the other, the other ones are like, let's go. And you're just like, sweet, let's go. <laughs> like, like, yeah. you know, and kick on the
1: game.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. But that's why that scene at the beginning is really good when he's walking out of his house and he's explaining all the drugs he takes
2: mm-hmm. in
0: order every morning. So that sort of explains that as well.
2: Um, it's still, you know, somebody passing something and you just like go along with the flow and at the end of the night or halfway through the day by the looks of things you're just like going sky high.
0: <laughs> well, that scene at the beginning where um, uh, he crashes the helicopter or mm. rather he lands the helicopter, I believe, mm. and then later on you find out he crashed it. Mm. Um, I loved the, um, the pilot when he says, you know, he's saying, "Pull up, pull up, whatever," and he lands it roughly, um, the pilot's face never changes. It's like, "Oh man, I've done this a hundred times before." It's like he's he's not shocked. I, that really stood out to me. Yeah. I was thinking that was hilarious. This is
1: stuff. normal, Jordan.
0: Yeah, like, oh damn wow. it! Like, this is just
2: a Tuesday.
0: <laughs> yeah, why do I keep letting him fly the bloody helicopter? <laughs> it's, um, I thought that was good, and I like the way they did that with the um, they did it a few times in the movie where. <laughs> you saw an event from Jordan's point of view
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then it showed you what actually happened.
1: Yeah. The Lamborghini um, that, yeah. The Lamborghini. So that's going
0: to bring me to, um, I'll talk about that later because in the favorite scenes, part. but, um, yeah, that, that one specifically was hilarious. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. I, I feel like, um, probably not for Brian after what he said, but I think it doesn't really feel like three hours. It's not like a draggy three hours. It sort of moves quite briskly. Um, Mm. Obviously, if you hate the movie, it's going to feel like three hours or more. Um, But um, I think I enjoy it for what it is. I mean, I know we shouldn't be rooting for douchebags like this, but I mean, that's the point of the movie, right? Like, It's not like we're rooting for them in real life or anything. We all know he was a dick and he screwed people over. But um, I thought there were some really good um, performances in it. Um, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio did really well. Like he was really, well, yeah, I can't say because Brian's going to just disagree because of what you said. um,
1: no, And actually, to to be fair, just to to cut in, I'm a big fan of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna play that character, if that's you know that's the way it's written,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: couldn't fault him for the way he played it. You look at it and go, "Wow!" If you really really want me to hate me to hate you, or just to feel contempt for you, or whatever, this is probably a good way to go about it. Yeah, um, yeah no, I I wouldn't. Yeah, Jonah Hill, on the other hand, can't stand him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: the Leo very really plays a bad guy.
1: Yeah, well. um, yeah, that, that's true.
0: So I think he pulled it off. In my opinion, this is the movie. He should have won the Oscar for, before The Revenant, but he um he lost it to Matthew McConaughey for um, Dallas Buyers Club, uh, which he filmed around the same time, ah. which is why in this movie Matthew McConaughey looks so thin. Uh, because oh, he, wow,
1: that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Filming,
0: yeah, he'd been filming that movie where he's got, um, I think it was HIV, and um, he lost a whole lot of weight for it his character, obviously, and, um, and then he came over to film this. And so that's why he looked so thin, but, but gives one of the best scenes as well. That's probably tied for my favorite scene. The, um, the lunch in the World Trade Center with, with Leo. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy the movie for what it is. Um, I think it's a fun ride to watch. From a certain perspective, obviously not. Again, not condoning the the actions or anything, but yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think a lot of the um, performances are really, really outstanding, actually, in this. Um, so, yeah, Jonah Hill's character extremely annoying,
2: um, but I oh, yeah. I actually up- like him. Really? Yes, for what for what he was for what he was supposed to be. <laughs> I enjoyed it but I'm biased the guy who he's based on in real
0: life threatened to sue the movie studio if he was <laughs> depicted in the movie oh, <laughs> right. that's why he's got a different name I think it's the same first name and a different last name um so I don't know how much of his is changed but ah, okay. probably not that much but he does one of the better scenes as well is that scene where um he's supposed to meet John Bernthal's character oh, in yeah. the strip mall. Oh, um
1: and then so he annoying.
0: Just gets into a big argument and then the cops come and he gets him arrested and oh man that oh that whole scene is just cringing because you're just like shut up and get in your car. Just <laughs> give him the money and go. <laughs> yes go. But um,
1: that, that, that is a punch him in the throat scene. That's the one right there. Totally. <laughs> just, just punch him in the throat.
0: Yep. And that's oh, right so. after he trash talked his wife. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> strapping you know when she's
0: strapping all the money to her body Mm. yep um which was actually quite a well-written scene but um yeah probably not the most likable character um but i guess again that's the point um i did like his intro though where he's where he meets him in the diner and he just says i'll quit my job right now if you show me your pay slip and then cuts to uh to him quitting Yeah, Um, yeah um, yeah. So what else? Um, well, it's Margot Robbie's big breakthrough movie. It's, uh, her first. So obviously see, this has got a, she's got a good accent in this movie, a good yeah. New York accent,
1: mm-hmm. yep.
0: which I feel she doesn't use in suicide squad. Um, to maybe to this level, but I think this would have been the perfect Harley Quinn.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's almost it's weird in a movie that's kind of a parody, and she she nails the accent. Yeah, and then a movie which kind of Suicide Squad character should be even more parody, like cranked up to fourteen, mm-hmm. and the accent is different, and it's not it's not as good. Yeah, it's kind of strange. you I think you're right. Yeah,
0: um, this um, when she filmed the the nude scene, she um, she was actually it was scripted. And she was told she can wear a, um, uh, like a bathrobe or something. Um, But it was actually her idea to, to go nude because she said the whole point of this movie is it's excess and it's over the top. So my character has to be nude. But then when the movie came out, she was telling her family that um, first that there were no nude scenes in it. But then she realized they were going to go and see it. So she started (laughs) telling them, that her head was CGI'd onto a body double. <laughs> uh, for ages, she told people that. and um, But now, obviously, it's come out that it really was her. She admitted it later on. Um, but this is the movie that launched her career, man. So, so got to give it that at least. Wow. Well, if you're a fan, which Brian probably isn't, I guess.
1: I'm a fan of Margot Robbie.
0: Oh, you are.
1: Yeah, I, I like her. I've seen her in quite a few things. I think she's really good. Yeah. She, and she does nail the accent. You're not, you're not wrong. Plays, a, plays an American really well, at least from the point of view of a Kiwi.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's right. We're, we're not Americans, but I think she pulls off that New York accent outstandingly. Yeah. Um, um, another couple of things I noted was, um, man, there's some really good cameos in this movie that I forgot about. Um, so i would John Burnthall was one. Obviously, it's not really a cameo. I guess he's a proper part. Um, but um, Rob Reiner was playing Leo's dad.
2: I liked him. He was funny.
0: Yeah. So he's obviously um, a very famous director. Um, and uh, John Favreau, also a famous director, and Spike Jones, another famous director. All three had cameos in the movie. Um, or parts, I guess. Um,
1: okay, showing ignorance of the cast then. Who was Spike Jones?
0: He was the, um, uh, when, I believe, if I'm not wrong, when Leo uh, is looking for a new job after the stock market crash, mm-hmm. and he goes to the strip mall, um, to that place where he wails everybody on the phone, Yeah. Um, the manager who he talks to when he walks in and who hires him is... Ah.
1: That's Spike or Jones, or do
0: you mean who is Spike Jones in general?
1: No, yeah, who was he in the movie? I mean, so. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Because yeah. I was like, well, I went out on a tangent there, and you no, might know
1: <laughs> no, are it. Um, it's like, okay, that's um, cameos. Go, that's pretty cool.
0: That's that's really cool. That was probably a, an actual cameo, whereas Favreau was almost a part, mm-hmm. yep. um, and Rob Reiner was definitely a part. Yep. Um, so that's pretty cool because Rob Reiner's movies. Or at least one of them is going to come up on one of the episodes at some point. Um, because obviously he did The Princess Bride and um, Stand By Me. So both very good movies. Um, but I completely forgot John Favreau was in this. So that was quite cool.
1: I like movies sometimes didn't like this movie i think we've covered that i like it when people pop up in a movie and you don't know that they're going to be in it yeah except i'm not sure whether it was advertised before like i say i went into that watching this without knowing anything about who was in or, or about it but then seeing matthew mcconaughey and you go oh surprising and then john favreau always yeah. like seeing john favreau and stuff you know it's always um, cool when he pops up and rob reiner clearly yeah, classic yeah um, and, you know, some things like 1917. There's a couple in there, and I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But you know, there are like completely unannounced appearances in in, in that movie, and that's a really interesting thing as well. I kind of like that stuff.
0: Yeah, that's what I said to you because you recommended that movie, and I went and watched it that night. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that's what I was texting you. I was like, "My gosh, I I can't believe this guy's in it and this guy's in it." And like, it probably was common knowledge, well, some of them were at least. I'm mm-hmm. sure. But yeah. I went into that movie. Um, not realising there were very many names in it Mm because I knew the the two main guys as far as I knew. I didn't really know them.
1: Yeah, likewise, Um, yeah.
0: And so it was quite cool to have them peppered throughout the movie. Um, Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I agree. I like that sort of stuff. when. And
1: and it's cool in a way, when they do it in a way that doesn't take you out of it either. Correct. You're suddenly aware of, oh, it's that guy.
0: Yeah. I sort of did that in Wolf of Wall Street because I really like Rob Reiner. Um mm-hmm. so I was just like, Oh my gosh, I forgot he was the dad and then John Favreau popped up and I was like, I completely forgot he was in the movie at all. Um and like you said, love a bit of the fav. And he pops up. Um Um and one thing I didn't know, which I should have and probably did when I first watched the movie but forgot was um the guy who plays Steve Madden, the woman shoe mogul, mm-hmm. is um, Dustin Hoffman's son. <laughs> so that's something. And, um, and of course, the other cameo was Joanna Lumley um, as Aunt Emma, which I thought was quite cool as well.
1: And then he hits on her.
0: And then he hits on her when <laughs> it's a very uncomfortable scene. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and Thomas um Middleditch popped up in it as well from Silicon Valley and quite a few other things nowadays um as the guy who owned the goldfish and was cleaning the goldfish bowl um, so that was quite cool as well um and there were probably more as well, but those are a couple I noted down oh the real Jordan is obviously in it yeah at the end at the end um he's the guy who introduces Leo onto the stage in Auckland um. In case you didn't know,
1: I didn't. Still yeah. fixating on the fact that they were in Auckland, or at least it was pretending to be Auckland and it was, with Kiwi accents.
0: They were not Kiwi accents. Which
1: wasn't were. at all strange. Yeah.
0: They, they were not Kiwi accents. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Because the so old media is, pen. Yes. So that's a good scene, too. Um, especially the first time they do it in the movie where. Uh, is it John burnthal's character? Um,
1: yeah. That's the one who answers correctly. one who answers, but, yeah.
0: Um, uh, what else?
1: They could have yeah, found a lot of Kiwis. Hollywood's full of Kiwis.
0: It is now. It's full of Kiwi actors
1: all over the place. They could have just picked one.
0: This is only like... Um, Vocal coach. Did, I'm not, 2013, so it's not yeah. that long ago. So, yeah, true. Um, but there were some shocking accents. I think one was very Australian. Yeah. Um, and I think one was... Geez, I don't even know what the other one was. They definitely weren't Kiwi accents, though. No so that probably only matters to us
1: because
0: it does you know, it's it's like when you watch um uh star wars episode two oh. if you're so inclined um and timora morrison and the kid who plays boba fett oh. um really yeah. sticks out
1: yeah i'm just gonna roll up into a ball right now you guys keep talking
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's um those
2: movies will not be on the podcast um <laughs> But oh, no listen to Jar, Jar Binks. Come on. No, we're not gonna do the prequels. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um
1: Clayton, we can do it if you can pull off the the, the impression right now. No, I can't I, <laughs> I haven't got <laughs> dodge the bullet.
0: Oh come on. Um I totally thought he was
1: gonna do it. Um, <laughs> I assume that's why I said it.
0: <laughs> so all right, what else did I write down for my um one thing that took me out of it was Leo's fake tan. My gosh, never seen that guy so <laughs> brown.
2: Um,
0: one uh, things you couldn't get away with now as well. Um, that um, they pay that that receptionist or whatever she is ten thousand dollars to shave her head, and then say she's using the money to get breast implants that she's promised to do that. Um, they don't even shave her hair nicely. They leave all these strands hanging off it. It's terrible um uh what else um the i thought it was quite funny and i wonder if it's real as well they and we're going to drop an f-bomb they had to make the workplace a fuck free zone so that was that was quite (laughs) funny um the dwarf scene that's just really fucked up um the the scene where rob reiner walks in on their meeting yelling at him for spending twenty six thousand dollars on a dinner um I'm just in there going. What do you spend twenty six thousand dollars on? How is a dinner twenty six thousand oh dollars? My gosh. Um, but also, what if you knew you were being a dick, <laughs> like, and throwing all this money around and on hookers and twenty six thousand dollar dinners? Would you really hire your dad to be the, the money manager?
1: Yeah. It just. It did. I mean, he took it well. he did it stood out in a really weird way it's like your dad's standing there watching you doing all of this stuff and he just lets it go
0: exactly and then he yells at you and then sort of has a heart to heart afterwards
1: okay yeah Um, bonding time father-son bonding
0: i completely forgot about the um the gay orgy scene so that um oh
2: yes when they walk back into the apartment
0: when mugger robbie walks in um, drops her shopping bags and everything. Completely forgot that was in the movie. Um, the um, the bachelor party on the plane I still find it quite <laughs> hilarious, that whole thing. Um, where they're um, harassing the, the stewardesses and, and uh, yes. he's up, strapped to a seat. I um, think it's told what was happening. I um, thought that was quite good. Um, so Brian won't have any standout scenes, I imagine, because he hates the whole movie. But um,
2: do you have a favourite scene, Clayton? Or well, you've you've mentioned three of them. Um, the first one was when they first meet Jonah Hill in the yeah. diner. Uh, the second was the interaction with the dad in the office, with oh. the um, yeah, with the dinner, and then also trying to explain that they're ordering hookers. Um and then the third is the airplane scene. Just how oh, it goes from zero to a hundred like off the bat. Yeah. But then if you want to throw a fourth scene in, I enjoy the party scene. Um
0: where they meet Margot Robbie.
2: Yeah, yeah, where she she's with she's with another guy at the time. Eh? Yep. Yeah. I enjoy that scene, but I enjoy it because of Jonah Hill. <laughs>
0: apparently there's footage of the real party on youtube what like the real party from real life um apparently can be found online i haven't Mm -hmm. looked for it but i I read that in in some facts i was looking up um yeah that scene where he's having the um talk about the prostitutes with his dad Mm. um and they start talking about um how they're all shaved now and his dad's like oh i like bush and stuff like that is just so weird <laughs> it's, it's i just <laughs> found, i found it funny and i'm just sitting there it just is, you know it is hilarious but i think that's the point where like i first looked at um the jordan balfour character as turning into something more like matthew mcconaughey's character
2: oh okay yeah
0: because he sort of yeah. started to come across like that um yeah. So did so. No scenes for you, I assume, Brian? No.
1: no now that you mind. mentioned that scene, like in the, the the lunch at the beginning, it's good that they didn't show him taking on all of his advice. Some of that stuff would <laughs> yeah. not make the screen.
0: No. <laughs>
1: the original, How many original? times a day?
0: <laughs> those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> um,
2: and um, you know what? What what's the over and unders on the fact that he did actually end up doing it that many
1: times a day? <laughs> Maybe it's a chapter in the book.
2: Yeah, um. it
0: probably is. Um, <laughs> but apparently the, the there's a the original cut of the movie is four hours long.
1: Okay. Wow well,
0: yeah. um, for me, um, the the Quaalude scene um, where they take the old quaaludes and they're not working, um, then he goes to the country club to use the phone. Right. And they kick in, yeah. and then he has to crawl down and it shows from his perspective how long the flight of stairs is but then it cuts to real life and it's only like five steps um then he has to crawl over to the Ferrari and <laughs> open it with his foot which he improvised um <laughs> and apparently um hurt his foot and could only do it once um and then the whole drive home and then the real drive home we get to see later um yeah. I, that's my favourite scene for sure yeah. um, one,
1: one sympathetic character I take that back. The, the Lamborghini. It's, yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. That's what, yeah, the Lamborghini. Tears sorry. in
1: my eyes. Yeah. Um, um, I, I would go weirdest scene. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, because, yeah, can't think of favorite. I'd be wrong. Um, weirdest scene maybe the one where they come up with the idea for Steve Madden. And Jonah Hill's character, Donnie, he's launching himself off the, off the couch and trying to speak.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they're just yeah. all completely ruined. Yeah. And yeah. just watching yeah. the whole thing, yeah, trying to figure out what the hell was going on and whether I'm watching this movie at the right speed. Yes. Yeah. Real strange.
0: Yeah, and that's um, similar at the end of the um, the Quaalude scene where they're yeah. in the house and he's um, trying to tell him to get off the phone. Yeah. Um, and
1: yeah. then... She comes out and yells at him because waking up the the, the kids and yeah, it was just bonkers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> see, that's although that's my favourite scene. As soon as you see her come in and say, um, "There's kids in the house or whatever," and then you, it shows the daughter, that's when you go, oh, you're a dick."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, like you yeah, know it. Yep.
2: Yeah. yep. No I, felt like, I felt like that when the. When you reverse the car, when, you know, oh, when they had the big argument at the end, they put the child in the car and reverse yeah, the car. I was like, yeah. Oh bro, you, you you're an asshole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that is when you're supposed to probably start leaning that way. Cause it's getting towards the end. Um, yeah. And, um, and he goes to jail. And as he says himself, he forgets he's rich and it's rich person jail.
2: Yeah. So,
0: and he was there for hardly any time at all. Um, Oh, another scene I do like is um, Kyle Chandler who plays the FBI agent who's awesome in most things he's in Mm -hmm. Um, that whole scene on the boat um, (laughs) is also fantastic um, where he he feigns um, uh, being helpful I guess um, and then totally turns on them by the end and he's raining money down on them and throwing lobsters at them and um, and all of that, but Cole Chandler is great
2: in this movie as well. Please um, for- hey, say that one more time. Mm, yeah, say it again. <laughs> you were trying to buy it private the <laughs> yeah. agent. Yeah, it was good. It was good how they were playing
0: each other. Um, yeah, it was some good. I don't know. I I think the acting overall in this movie is real good. Um, as you said, if you're supposed to be playing a character you hate. I guess for me and Clayton, that didn't quite work because we sort of went along with it. I mean, we knew he was being a dick though, but man, he, he plays it really well. And I think, I think most of the actors in this movie, Margot Robbie's really good. Yeah, um, agreed. Sure. Jonah Hill. Yeah. His character's a dick, but he's playing different than he usually plays. I would say, um, maybe not. <laughs> um, but no, I, th- I think there were some really good performances in it. Um, probably the, for me, Rob Reiner would probably be up there. Um, And um, although he's pretty much just McConaughey, that's a good scene, man. (laughs) Like it's a really good scene. Um, The chest thumping. Um, Yeah. So to see if I had any other facts that didn't come up through the conversation. Um, Oh, this was Martin Scorsese's highest grossing film ever um but that's obviously because it's probably the most mainstream film he's made
1: ironically it's to... all about money which is great yeah Did that worked yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. apart from the kids movie he made which was probably the most uh, mainstream I guess mm-hmm. but um 392 million dollars great um it's not Marvel money but hey for this sort of movie
1: it's not Jordan <laughs> Belfort money
0: no to it's be not honest money, no. <laughs> but I read that apparently the reason they got away with as much as they did was because it was independently financed. So uh, my understanding is universal or whoever it was, I think it was, was it universal or Warner brothers? Um, didn't actually, uh, pay for it. It was financed otherwise. Um,
1: sure as hell not at Disney.
0: No, definitely <laughs> not at Disney. Um, yeah. And I think the other, Oh, the other fact I had was about the goldfish that, um, it was a real goldfish
2: <laughs>
0: in the movie. Um, he was only allowed to have it in his mouth for three seconds at a time. Uh, he obviously yeah. wasn't eat it because um, the Humane Society was on set, and they had three goldfish wranglers on set. Like <laughs> is That's a job. Yeah, that's a job. What is their job, man?
1: Yeah. Well, one so, for hair, one for makeup. Um,
0: yeah, and one for not getting swallowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah retrieval.
1: Goldfish yeah. retrieval.
0: Retrieval, yeah, that would be a terrible <laughs> job. Um, so yeah, I thought that was all um, quite interesting. There's so many interesting facts about this movie, but um, man, it would have been a whole a long conversation just to go through, just to read them out. Um,
1: yeah, um, I've got a question for you guys. Yeah, what genre is it? What type yeah. of movie is this?
0: Well, according to the internet. It, I think it said crime drama.
1: Okay, what do you think think it is?
2: Uh,
1: Is it comedy drama?
2: I would have said comedy, but it's the the the, what's the see? I'm not a movie buff. So what's genre when it's like an autobiography? They turn that into a movie. Biography.
1: Biopic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like a comedy version of that. As a biopic
0: I think um, comedy drama probably because it's not a straight up comedy um, yeah I don't know it's, it's hard to that one doesn't really fit into a nice category or it doesn't fit neatly into category I guess what do you think?
1: Because yeah, it's kind of weird isn't it because I think if, if you take it if you take the, the stuff which is just really really absurd. Mm-hmm. really crazy out of it and if you just read through, if you read through the plot you'd look at it and go this could be really dark yeah. you know some really dark stuff going on um, which maybe is why the stuff with like when he's reversing the car and he, and he hurts his daughter and all that sort of thing stands out or you could look at it and say well it's a comedy if you didn't know that it was real yes it's, it's, yeah I couldn't, couldn't kind of pick it in, in my head what genre I would put it in if someone said what kind of movie is it
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, because, yeah, if if it wasn't based on a real story, mm-hmm. total comedy, uh, yeah. except those dark parts, which was mm-hmm. sure. even weirder. Yeah. Um, in that case. Um, and I want to... I'm wondering now, and I probably should have looked it up before, but when he... Because he... Pretty sure he won the Golden Globe for Best Actor, but I don't know if it was the best actor in a drama or the other, I think it's the Golden Globes that has the um, best actor in a comedy or musical,
1: mm-hmm. yep.
0: which is the one yep. that the Martian was up for, strangely, because that's far less of a comedy than this movie. Yeah, very um,
1: much so. Yeah,
2: so, I um, oh, mean, okay,
0: Clayton's going to do some research. Uh, I've...
2: <laughs> but um,
0: it's... Um, Yeah, it's interesting he won the Golden Globe and then lost to um, to McConaughey, Um, not uh, unrightfully, because Matthew McConaughey did a good job in his movie, Mm. but also cool that he pops up in this movie, which is um, the one he beat Leo for the statue. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was paid $25 million to play the role. He was the one who I believe got the rights to the book. So it was going to be his role anyway. Um, and um, it was a quarter of the budget, his fee. Um, Jeez. And it made him the highest paid star of the year because $25 million for a role is... Crazy. One go. Oh, that's Jordan
1: Belfort money right there. Filly.
2: Would you like to know... How what much he they paid B-
1: Jordan Belfort? <laughs> Sorry, but oh,
2: That's right. I was going to say, do you want to know what, they, what he won the uh, Golden Globe for?
1: Yeah.
2: Best actor, motion picture, musical, or comedy? Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. here we go.
0: So that's what Matt Damon was up for for The Martian, and I don't understand that. Cause yeah,
1: no, not. No. Really or a musical. No, I can um, see it for Wolf of Wall Street. I couldn't see it for, for The Martian. To yeah. Comedy, really?
0: No, that was bizarre. Um, but that, um, yeah, that's interesting. And then, yeah, Los Oscars, the Oscar only obviously has the one category. So. Um, couldn't score it the second time. Oh. Um, all right. So well, that's good. Um, that's int- I'm really surprised that there was um, no positive takeaway in the movie. Maybe apart from Margot Robbie or, or um Brown.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's it's. I can't, I can't say like I say that I've ever had that before. Just a movie where I just I just could not hook me.
0: What about Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: Even Guardians Two. Guardians <laughs> is the first one I liked. Guardians oh, Two. Did. Guardians two, it was just like I'd seen it. It was called Guardians one, um, yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I thought you didn't like Guardians
1: one. No, um, no, I like Guardians one. Um,
2: okay.
1: Yeah, and part of the reason why I liked Guardians one was, and not Guardians two, was because they tried to do it again, just turned everything up.
0: But yeah, <laughs> I was twice, and, it, and it was very so predictable. So yeah, yeah, it's probably my least
1: favorite Marvel movie. Bit mm, off topic, yeah. but yeah, that's okay. another whole podcast. Could be. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Or no,
0: because then you'd have to watch the movie and we know you don't want to do that. So <laughs> you sure not that.
1: Um,
2: the things you um, do for art.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, three years in a minimum security federal prison. And I think it was even less than that in real life. Um, yeah. That's what he got in the movie anyway. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I thought was quite um, quite good was when the um, he forces the captain of the yacht to to go to Switzerland or, I know, oh to, um, to, uh,
1: was it Monaco?
0: Monaco. They were going to Monaco. Monaco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my girl was like, no, don't do it. If the, the captain says we can't do it or whatever. And he forces them into it. Basically. Mm-hmm. Then obviously they get into shit because they get into a massive storm. Yep. Um, but my favorite thing is, um, that as soon as they're rescued, uh, when they're rescued or they see their rescue plane coming in and it explodes in the sky.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and I thought, oh, that's just fantastic because even if they got rescued by the plane he called, they would have died.
1: They would have died anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So
2: that was quite good too. Um, See, Jordan Belford actually tells that story, um, like the real version of that story, on his own podcast. It's actually quite an interesting story.
0: Oh, really? Oh, he's got a podcast. I didn't know.
2: He's got yeah, he's got a podcast that comes out, I think, once a week. Still currently running. Wow, crazy. <laughs>
0: Um, one, one other one that I had written down was um, a Rob Reiner one. Was that whole scene where he is—is uh, is he wearing the wire at that time? And he goes and he quits his job in front of everybody, um, and then fakes them out. And at the end, he says, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying." And it's Rob Reiner's face in that scene where he's like, "Ah, oh, for fuck's sake." <laughs> Like he just he thought his son was getting out. Yeah. Everyone totally brought it. People were crying. And then he turns around and he goes, nah, I'm not like going anywhere. Get me out of here. Yeah. And just Rob Reiner's reaction is just oh, on point. So good. Um, yeah. So what else is to say about the movie? Not much, I guess. So, right. Well. Does anything? Uh, okay, so in terms of, um, I was gonna have a thing where we talk about um, favorite scene, which we did, um, and then MVP of the movie, whether it be the director, the sound guy, the, an actor, um, whoever. Um, cocaine. Is, okay, so <laughs> Clayton's MVP is cocaine for this movie. And and ludes.
1: It should be ludes over cocaine. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, both because both play a big part in this movie. Yeah. Um. Any MVP for you at all?
1: I'm going to go John Bernthal, purely because you told me that he snotted him on the nose for real.
0: Yep, fair enough. That'll
1: do me. I like yep. that. It's a good um, good, solid Punisher moment.
0: Yeah, it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know, really, because um, I think Leo was really good. I think McConaughey was really good for his scene. Um, Rob Reiner, maybe, or Mago Robbie, because obviously this is what then launched her into everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say one of those two, probably whoever came up with the soundtrack also was pretty good. Um, had some really good songs in it. Um, I think I'll go with, um, man, I'm going to go with Rob Reiner. That guy was awesome. Good call. Um, right. So the last thing would be to recommend the movie. We know what Brian's going to say. Um, but, Platon
2: recommend? Oh, I mean, for for what it is, yeah. I mean, as long as you're age-appropriate, yeah. Give it a whirl. I mean, you're not going to sit down and let your kids watch it. Well,
0: you might. Oh, <laughs> no. no, no. Um,
2: Brian?
1: No, I would say grab a good book. This book? Yeah, his autobiography. No, not not his <laughs> book. Not the
0: book. Not even No, book. no, oh, man. Um, I, yeah, probably not. I nah, I'm gonna say yes. I think there's still some some fun in it, and there's some really good performances in it, and I don't know I still like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to go into the whole moral gray areas and stuff of the characters but I don't know, I think it's a fun movie so yeah well, that's it then What are we What are we watching next? Well that's the next thing, so that's how it's going to work, so we'll talk about a movie and then at the end, whoever's turn it is is going to tell us what our next movie is Um, so I think it's Brian's choice for the next episode Did you have anything in mind?
1: I do indeed, I was wondering where did it go drama or comedy mm-hmm. and now that we've figured out that Wolf of Wall Street is a comedy
2: oh, no, we go drama, I'm going to go drama. Oh. drama
1: so you can have the one that you were wishing for Clayton another time oh, next yeah. time round. let's take a look at the Hurt Locker
0: oh interesting choice has anyone have?
1: Oh, obviously I, you've seen it I, um, I've only recently seen the Hurt Locker which is exactly why I'm going to recommend it Something to, to, something watch, to watch. I want to see what you guys make of that.
0: Are you going to watch it again? Or have you watched yeah, it?
1: Really? I think okay. I'll watch it again. Yeah.
0: Have you seen it, Clayton? I don't even know what the Hurt Locker is. Okay, well, good. There you go. Um, it's got Hawkeye in it.
1: Oh. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. It, it has.
2: Uh... He's not the main character, is he? Yes. I think uh. he is.
1: I can give you a fun fact about this movie, even before the podcast for the movie. It has four people from the Avengers movies in it, prominent oh, this- roles.
2: Okay, this oh. is going to be crazy, because I'm just going to be like, can you put your Captain America suit on and go? <laughs> no, it's Hawkeye. Like, yeah, but he's got four, he's saying it's four Avengers in there. So I'm like, it's Hawkeye, Captain America, Hulk, and maybe, like, Captain Marvel. Thor, you, Thor. Man, why would you go Captain Marvel? Okay, anyway. Because Captain Marvel's oh. awesome. Uh, All
1: right. I, can't, I can't wait for next time now.
0: Yep, so... Next episode, we'll be talking about The Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. Slash Avengers. So hopefully, this was entertaining enough that um, anyone listening will come back and listen to us um, dissect The Hurt Locker. I've seen it before, and I remember not liking it, but that was probably at a time when I didn't like that sort of movie. So,
1: This wasn't a revenge pick, just to point that out. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm actually quite keen to watch it again to see if my, um, my views changed. So hopefully, people come back if they listen to this one and listen to us um, praise or rip it apart um, one of our, one of the other two of us might be the Brian for that movie
1: oh uh, right that's a thing so who's the Brian of the podcast each each time that's going to be good like yeah. yeah
0: yeah well, it's only the Brian because you were on the first one so yeah you were the odd one out so I made my mark you made your mark
1: I can leave a happy man it's great
0: yeah. so um, with that we'll um, end the recording Hey, um, do we have a Twitter account? Or Instagram? Or a Facebook list? My gosh, how about this job? Man, yes,
1: we do. Don't in the goldfish wrangler.
0: That's that's what I'm here for. That's what the goldfish wrangler's for. Um, We do. So, if you've got any um, comments or suggestions, we've probably got our own list for now in terms of movie titles we're going to go through. Um, But at some point, will probably run out so then we might ask for suggestions but if you want to follow us on twitter you can follow us at at heritage film pod um and if you want to drop us a line we've got a gmail which is heritagefilmpod at gmail.com uh, hit us up follow us um let us know what you think and tune in next time for the hurt locker see you later
2: all right. That's the end, Frank, for listening. Mm-hmm.
1: Think of that. You are dealing with numbers all day long. Mm-hmm. Decimal points, high frequencies. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Fucking digits. All very acidic, above the shoulders, mustard shit. Mm-hmm. All right? hmm Kind of going wake some people
2: out. hmm